podcast. I'm Becca from Inside Folk Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle Across Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Welcome, Michelle. <laughs> it's a uh, Friday afternoon. Rebecca and I like to record on a um, Friday generally. So it is a Friday heading into the weekend. So, um, oh, Beck, this just reminded me. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but it just popped up in my newsfeed. Did you see the um, Broccoli Lint chocolates? No. So there's uh, Broccoli Lint, oh Lindor, uh, Lint chocolates. And I had a look, and this is a photo that I put on there. Actually, there's two of them there, but see that little spew face? So I put a little green spew face on there. <laughs> and then Jason, my husband, walked downstairs and goes, Michelle, it's April Fool's. And I was like, oh, I always get caught out in April Fool's. I always get caught out. I was like, oh, my God, why would you make because I looked at the name and I'm like, it's definitely Lint. It's definitely official. Like I was looking at the top of it going, it's definitely from Lint. Um, so it's not like a, you know, not from the official company. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was an April Fool's Day joke. And I was like, oh, the 1st of April. God damn it. I fall for April Fool's every single year. Um, anyway, the broccoli, broccoli chocolate just popped up in my newsfeed. So um, caught my eye. I sent my girls a, um, a, because not only is it April Fool's Day, but it's also the first of the month. So I sent them a pinch and a punch gift this morning because they were Oh, they got everything. They have the pinch and the punch and the April Fool's and everything all over the one. <laughs> it's been a busy day. Wow. What's <laughs> happening? What's happening, Beth? Well, the thing for today, hon, is uh, deep meaning from spirit. And I guess, you know, there's a couple of different things that I was feeling when I sort of um, thought about this one. Um, but it is, I guess, about conveying the messages as best we can um, mm. behind what, you know, souls are saying. When I say souls, I'm talking about sort of past over loved ones. Um, but also, I guess, doing that in a sensitive way and sometimes what um, messages can come through can be really interesting. So um, that was what I was hoping to talk about um, today as we're, uh, as we're chatting along. Uh, and Becca, I think, has drawn a couple of cards. So I guess she will outline what they are. Um, mm. But, Beck, we always like to catch up and we have been just having a little chat and you put a pretty picture up in our uh, show notes. So I'll let you start if you like. What's been going on? And um, I'll just pretend I don't know anything. I'll like surprise. Okay. You're like surprised. You go, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so this week, uh, it's actually been a really busy couple of weeks for us, even though uh, we haven't been able to go out and do much because we had a family member end up with the COVID. Only one out of us all, so that was really good. Um, but we spent the time, well, I spent the time sort of going through and trying to sort out the house as you do declutter, get rid of stuff, make more space, doing all of, you know, making a mess really really that's all I did is I made a mess well, <laughs> started in my room and finished at the other end of the purpose. house <laughs> it's all a mess wow we made it worse oh, I did I did I kind of made it worse a little bit better some things are better okay but yeah but that's what we do. We go through and we decide that we're got a bit of cabin fever. We're going to go through and clean yeah. the house out. And, yeah, I did the same. And yeah, sort everything. everything can, and, so yeah, yeah. yeah everything goes from one room now. Like it's a mess, but at least you can kind of see the mess now. It's a mess. I know, it's and it's tidy too. Yeah, like everything's not tidy but clean. Everything's clean because you pull yeah. stuff out and you clean behind it and you do that, and yeah. then you've just got this mess. Sorry, <laughs> a clean mess. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense in our head at the time. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, until you look at it and go, I'm, I'm just too tired to do this now. I'm going to stop. <laughs> the other thing we have is I babysat with um, ACT Wildlife. I babysat for another carer. Um, her sulfur-crested cockatoo, which we named Beastie because he's got such an attitude. Beautiful bird, friendly. Like he just he was he's, he wasn't a biter or, or what have you. So he's not really mean. Doesn't want to break your fingers or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just a beastie because of his attitude. Because you try and feed him and he just throws his you know his medicine syringe across the room. Like yeah, not nah, gets hold of him. It's like no, nah, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to do this. So I had to have face. a few words. Absolutely, leave me alone. So I had a few words with him and I said, well, you've got two choices. I can either feed you with a syringe or you can start eating yourself. So what are you doing? And he just sort of sat there looking at me. Um, so we had a bit of a giggle like that because he just sort of looked at me like, oh, I'm sorry. 
stupid bird. <laughs> and when they're unwell, they don't tend to feed themselves. Is that sort of why you have to feed them? Yeah, that's why you have to feed them um, and make sure that they stay hydrated and that they've got pain medication, especially like this one had been, um, you know, it looks like he'd been hit by a car. So his air sacs, birds have a, a numerous amount of air sacs throughout their body that they hold the, the air in. Um, and this one uh, was under his wing that was sort of pushed in and broken and there was a bit of scarring, their feathers missing, that sort of thing. Um, so just trying, you just need to sort of get them through that that period and then they start to pick up. Most of them do, some of them do. And, um, well, he decided that, yeah, no, he wasn't going to do that. And I'd spoken to him and explained what was what. So he decided he was going to start eating himself. So he's eating little bits at a time and I was just topping it up with the, the bird mix, which he didn't want with the syringe. So we I just put it on a spoon for him. And because he's a cockatoo, he's got this big ball in his in his beak there like his tongue it's like a big ball thing so he was just kind of getting a bit on that and so it was good it was good it was lots of fun really big and messy cockatoos are so messy oh my gosh but um so I handed him back today and 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 that was good it was very good you're always very nervous when you're looking after I mean it's with the with the caring for the wildlife and the birds and rehabilitating and getting back to the, the wild it's always you know it can go either way but when you have to babysit for someone else yeah someone else there's a lot more pressure on you yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's like oh so she rang me and she's like did you want me to pick him up after four or did you want me to come get him I was like come get him now he's great he's wonderful he's perching he's eating he's doing this he's doing ASAP. that I want to <laughs> hand him over while he's still good <laughs> Oh, so they're funny. So that's what I've been up to. Oh, I love that. How long would they normally, is it just dependent on the injuries or how long would he normally have to be in captivity for? Is it just sort of individual thing? Yeah, in care, it's an individual thing. It depends on the injuries, depends on when they can fly and when they can start sort of foraging for their own food again instead of being reliant on on the carers. Mm-hmm. Um neurological you know they've got to have the strength in their feet so if they get hit by a car they generally hurt their legs or their wings yeah. and their air sac so they've got to heal an air sac will heal in you know depending maybe a week and a half depends um so Darth Raven went through that he had um a broken air sac in the front on his chest there and um, but unfortunately for Darth Raven, he had a lot of neurological issues from the blow. So that was that was a sad one. He's never going to, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I love Darth Raven. And he was your first one, I think, wasn't he? He was my first one. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, I really hoped hope for the best. But I think you hope for the best probably with all of them. You just maintain that optimism and um, and hope they make it back out into the wild. Absolutely. What have you been up to, Michelle? Oh, gosh, what haven't I been up to? Well, um, Rebecca, I have had COVID as well. So um, I know it didn't go all through your family, but um, I got it. And um, my husband was up doing jet trek. Um, so he was traveling from Mackay to Port Douglas. And he ended up uh, coming back a little bit earlier because uh, we had some commitments here. So he drove back and he was like, great. He's like, I came home and um, you gave me COVID. So he was really thrilled to bits about that. Um, but as I was saying to Beck off air that, uh, all the crew that he was sort of traveling with, they've all got it now as well. So if he had to stay there, he would have got it. Um, I think if he had to come back, he, he got it. He obviously got it. Mm. So either way, um, you know, I think he probably was just due. So it's probably good for, um, immunity anyway. He's had the vaccinations, whereas I haven't, but yeah, at least, um, you know, I've got that immunity for a little bit. So might be able to do a few more things that I wasn't able to do previously. So, um, it's been fine. Like, as I was saying to you, it's, um, definitely less than the flu because I've had the flu and I was bedridden and it, it wasn't that for me. I've been doing all my appointments and still working pretty much normally. I just haven't been seeing people face to face, but, um, I did actually organize a really amazing event. Um, we had about 35 people there, but I did the, um, meet the candidates, a political um, thing that I was organizing. So we had, um, five candidates and, um, a total of, I think about 34, 35 people. So it was actually a really good night like really amazing I was really happy I emceed um moderated asked the questions did the whole thing from go to woe and it was just really nice to know that I could um do an event you know myself and pretty much I 
did everything. Like I pretty much organized everything, sent everything out by MailChimp, did all the socials, did everything. Um, so I think that was a pretty good turnout. No one else really did much, but I'm the marketing and the journalism sort of person. So I just said, look, you know, I'll do everything. And, um, and yeah, it, it sort of worked. So the next event, I've already found someone who does something called human design. I don't know if you've heard of human design. Um, she might be someone interesting for us to talk to at some point, but um, it's basically anything around, you know, you trying to live your best life kind of stuff. Like it's, um, mm-hmm. she's done astrology as well. So she does charts and things like that. So it's kind of an all encompassing kind of thing. It's almost, I guess, sort of like a coaching thing. Um, but it's like, what do you want to do? Where are you heading? You know, trying to figure all of that stuff out. Um, so I'm going to get her to come along and talk at our next, um, networking event. So I think that might be really interesting for, um, the business owners, you know, to hear from someone who does that, because it's not something that's very commonly known. Like I'd never heard of it before I met Lyndall. She's a regular of mine, but I'd never actually heard of it. And I was doing reading for her and I just sort of thought, you know what, you'd be really interesting. She lives here locally and you've got to be in the area. So I was like, you'd be really interesting. So I've invited her to be our, um, guest speaker at our next event. So I think that'll be really, um, really fun. So, um, and I am, I am negative now. So as I was saying to Beck, I am um, negative. I've just returned a negative test. So that means I'm allowed to go outdoors, but my husband's not because he's been um, positive, but he was later, like behind me. Yeah. So he's still in isolation. So I'll be going to park run on Saturday. I'll be loving life. Um, I'll be <laughs> out there living it up. And I was playing my, uh, my song to Beck. I had staying alive on because I was like, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I'm going to be playing staying alive. I'm going to be strutting down that street, getting my chai on almond milk. And I was so excited <laughs> when I got my negative test this morning. And then Jason just goes, yeah, that's great. Here's a shopping list. And I'm just like, you know, is there some enthusiasm? Can I get some enthusiasm here? It was like, you know, I was so excited. And he's just like, oh, here's a shopping list. We need some shapes. We need some biscuits. And I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> All right. You're not doing anything. Order it online. It was such a, oh, Beck, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about ordering online because I know you ordered online. I know you do your online shopping thing. And I'm like, I am not on board with this situation here. No, Um, no, 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 no. I I only do it when I have to do it. Oh, okay. She's not on board all the time. All right. Um, Because we did, we ordered all this stuff, right? And what they do, and Beck probably knows this, I've never done it before. Mm. But it's like if they don't have that thing that you want, they just substitute it. They just go, oh, well, just give them that thing. And it's like, what if I don't want that thing? Like, what if that's not my thing? And so we ordered um, spaghetti because I just like, I've just been like craving, like I haven't been hungry. I don't know. You haven't had COVID. But like with COVID, you just lose your appetite. Like I had a sense of smell, like it's still taste and smell and whatever. Yeah but I just couldn't eat anything. I was like finding that all day I wouldn't eat and it's a great weight loss program. Um, but I wasn't eating anything during the day. And then all of a sudden at night, I'd like be hungry and I'd have dinner. But like during the day, I wouldn't eat anything. And so um, I was just like eating for dinner, like basically like a tin of spaghetti, you know, a tin of spaghetti. Yeah. And so we ordered that and like, I am vegan, so I don't eat cheese or dairy or whatever. And so we ordered these um, tin spaghetti things. And then my husband was so amused. He comes skipping down the stairs and he's like, guess what? And he's like, they substitute, like they don't have this thing. And I'm like, what do they do? And he's like, you've got spaghetti with cheese. And I'm like, I don't eat cheese. I'm vegan. Like what is with the cheese thing? And he's like, ha ha ha. He just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And this Coles guy rocks <laughs> up and I'm ready to go out and give him a serve. Cause I'm like, I'm throwing that tin spaghetti back at that guy. I don't want tin spaghetti with cheese in. Anyway, he's like, you're not allowed to go outside because you got COVID. So we waited for them to like leave it. And then I went out and grabbed it and brought it all inside. Um, sure enough, spaghetti with cheese. We get spaghetti mm. with cheese, Rebecca. And I'm like, how could they not in the entire of Coles have spaghetti without cheese in it? You can tick no substitutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you tell us. Rebecca. Oh, you didn't tell me your online shopping. Now you tell us. <laughs> what I find, what I find with the online shopping is um, that they give you things that are almost out of date. So I do a weekly shop. So we've got to eat everything in the first two or three days. <laughs> <laughs> because like the salads have, and stuff do you mean like the salads um, and everything all, all sorts of things like I, I mean I don't eat a lot of meat I eat very very minimal meat and what have you but you know we'll buy mints to make bolognese for the kids and and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um you know the mints will be like three days shelf life on it or something 
as opposed to when you physically go there yourself, you can get the longer longer day, like the fresher fresher ones that are in. So that's 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 probably my biggest pet. Mm-hmm. so they're just like shopping. oh they're online give them two days <laughs> yeah we've got to get rid of this stuff we'll just pack her or they just grab wow. from the front or whatever they do so um huh. yeah that doesn't make me very happy yeah that's why we don't do it on a regular <laughs> basis I think as an yeah. emergency it's okay yeah. but yeah on a on a regular but I actually like going to shop like I actually find it quite like I don't know if it's therapeutic but I actually quite like shopping I don't know why um but I do actually enjoy it and I know not everyone mm. does but mm. yeah on a regular basis no way like no way would I be doing that so Again. yeah and, and I like I mean you probably do the same thing when you pick your fresh fruit and veggies and oh hell like yeah that. you, you oh, pick yeah. it intuit- like you intuitively I'm feeling it like, I'm feeling yeah, the whole it thing. you're looking at totally it smelling I, I, it yeah you'll have the nectarines all sitting there and I will scan around them and I'll go I'll have that one yeah <laughs> and grab yeah. it <laughs> Total, total. It's like it's like a woman thing. And Jason got because he loves um big bananas. Like he loves the really huge bananas and like Cavendish. And so he ended up with um pretty much lady fingers. Like they were Cavendish, but they were like lady finger size. Like they were little, little, and he's like, oh my God, look at the look at the bananas. So he's eating like three to make up, like, you know, for the amount that he would normally have as a banana. Um, he's getting three of them. And his peach, it was so weird. The apples were like this big, right? The apples were like mm. teeny, like I'm just showing Rebecca with my hands. The apples were this small, like teeny, teeny little apples. And then they get these peaches. He's got these peaches and they're like this. They're like pumpkins. And I'm like, what are the size of these peaches? And they're all really hard and like yellow. And I'm like, they're going to taste like, like crap. Like they're really, you know, bitter. I reckon they'll be bitter. Um, but that was huge. I'm like the peaches were this big. And so he got four peaches that big. And he goes, I think I just spent probably 20 bucks in peaches. Like that's the other thing. They charge you a lot more. Yeah. Individual, individual fruit. You, you have to think. Yeah. 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 So he's thinking, oh, this is all clever and everything else. I think that it would have been better just to not order any fr- uh, fruit through them, I think. Um, and then probably just do the fruit face to face now that we know. Because, yeah, it was like the apples are this and the peaches are, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, that's like a watermelon peach. Like, that's insane. Um, anyway, you've got a card there. What's the card? I do have a card. So the card I've drawn today is, um, I'm just trying to find the box. The box Where has gone missing. This is Kyle Gray's, Kyle Gray's cards. Did Beastie um, run away with your box? He must have. Little monster. Um, take a step back. Take Ooh. a step back. Now, this one here, I just want to read actually from the book. So, you oh, know, we all Rebecca. know that. Reading from I know. The book. My God. I know because it's got <laughs> a fair bit in there. But we know, I mean, we all know that taking a step back is taking some time for ourselves, um, um, having some trust, you know, trusting your intuition, all those sorts of things, um, reflecting stepping away from situations we know that taking a step back is all of this but I actually had a look at the um the meaning in the book that comes with oh there you go Kyle Gray Angel Guide Oracle book um box um so your angels are guiding you to take a step back and reflect before proceeding further there is an excitable and action oriented energy around us at this time, but you're being encouraged to review the situation before making any moves. Remember that you are a sensitive being and should not, and should the correct steps and intentions not be lined up, you could open yourself to harsh energies or a situation that could be limiting your growth. In order to have the best experience and a positive outcome, take some time now to meditate on your actions, intentions, visions, and goals. Call in your angels and invite them to guide you to make decisions that will be just supportive of your expansion and highest good. So the extended message is that when we try to rush ahead or force something to happen, we can often miss signals, signs and messages that encourage us, encouraging us to change course. So if you have a big decision to make now or are in the midst of moving a project forward, your angels are encouraging to take a step back and breathe. So what is for you won't go by you, which is an important message all the time. The universe will bring to us um, effectively what it is we're asking for, but you've got to set those intentions and you've got to, you know, sort of take a chill pill. 
Um, so your angels are encouraging you to step back into the energy of trust. When you do so, you will draw universal energy and support you. If you have concerns about another person or a relationship, this card is guiding you to draw back and respect the space of others. Let this be a time of self-care and self-awareness. And when you step back, you let the universe step in. Powerful. Now, I just feel like that's really going to be relevant to some of the things we're going to be talking about today. 110%. Yeah. So, and that's, that's why I wanted to read it from the book, just to make sure that we covered everything there because, I mean, obviously we intuitively give our, our own take on, on the cards that we draw. Mm. Um, but I, I just think sometimes every now and then it's, it's really important to, to go deep in the message that's coming mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, very, very relevant. I can see there's going to be a lot of overlaps. Yeah. Um, Well, I wanted to start off just by saying that, you know, when I'm doing Facebook Lives and Beck's done some with me as well, the joint Facebook Lives, we often have people ask about mediumship and it's not uncommon for people to do that. And, you know, and I love it, you know, I love mediumship. And, you know, there was a really great example the other day where a lady sort of out of the blue, you know, mediumship and I went, sure, righto. She lost her mum and I was like, and she's actually done a couple of readings with me since then, but she um, popped up during the live and I just sort of said to her, look, I've got your mum, but I've also got a dog and the dog looks like A, B and C um, and your dog and your mum are together. And she was hysterical and she messaged me privately and she said, my dog passed, I think it was a day or two after mum. So mum died and then the dog died just after that um, and they came through together. So that was super interesting. Um, and I didn't know. I mean, I have, you know, I spend about, what, five minutes or something, four minutes with each individual when I'm doing Facebook Live. So I don't spend a lot of time there. But sometimes it's good, you know, sometimes when you're sort of rushing along and you're not really thinking about things, um, you see something and you kind of go, oh, dog, and you don't really think about it. And um, I didn't realize it had that much meaning, you know. And when she said to me, yeah, I actually lost mum and the dog in the same week, I was like, holy crap. Um, and she booked with me immediately. So that's a good example, but I did actually have a case where Beck knows about this one um, ages ago where I had a very upset mother um, who abused me and I don't, you know, it's certainly not her fault, um, but what happens is sometimes when we're doing these Facebook lives and things and, you know, it's all great and we've got good intentions and people want to speak to their loved ones and sometimes I just say no. Sometimes I just say, look, you know, um, I don't have time, you know, I've already got like four or five mediumship things and, and often I'll bank up, you know, the people who want to do mediumship and I'll just get until a point where I, th- I feel like I can't do the whole show, you know, as mediumship. So I'll just take a few and then cut off, you know, a limit there. But I did have a lady and I was trying to do as much as I could for everyone. And this is where I sort of changed that. This is where I decided I have to have a limit because I was taking on so many of them and I was trying to squeeze them all in and speed up and talk faster and all of that. And I had this little kid in the room and she said, I want to speak to my son. And I never know ages or any of that stuff when I go in. But anyway, I had the son and I, um, I basically just said, oh, look, you know, I didn't, I don't know that I vocalized it or verbalized it, but I just said, look, um, the room's very cool. I know that he's here because I can feel the room's quite cool. And often for me, that means that they were very sick before they passed. And I think I said all of those things. I'm pretty sure I said all of those things because usually it's kind of instinctive for me to say all of that. But I was just like, oh, it's like all the energy has been sucked out of the room. And what I meant was that because he'd been unwell and I don't know that I said that so much. But I just, that's what I meant. And um, and I was like, it's very cool. And, you know, I brought across some messages from him to his mother and, you know, all the rest of it. And, and I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's great. And I'd said all these things. And then she started to, I think she was abusing me in the show. I'm pretty sure she put some comments in there just saying, you know, you're a horrible person. You should die. You know, like all this stuff, oh basically. Gosh. And, you know, it was just, she was basically just saying I was a horrible person. And I basically said that her son was this like, you know, evil kind of entity or something like the way that she took from what I said about the, you know, energy being sort of drawn out of the room. um, She thought I was indicating that her son was this yeah negative energy. And I was going, no, it was because he was unwell. Like he was unwell. Yeah. And I ended up private messaging her because I was so shocked. Like I was so surprised. I said, look, I'm not going to do this in the in the live and I um, messaged her privately and she basically just sort of strips off me and it was awful. And, you know, I tried to communicate with her and she just wasn't having a bar of it. She just kept saying that I was a terrible person. And I messaged her daughter because she actually, I hadn't read for her, but I'd read for her daughter. 
So I messaged your daughter and said, look, can you, is there any way, because I know you know that I'm not a bad person. We had a reading together. Her brother was there the whole time. And I said, you know, I'm not a bad person. It's mum's taken something out of context or she hasn't understood what I've said. Um, and so I talked to the daughter and she said, yeah, she said, I know what you're talking about. She said it's um, mum's very sensitive, obviously, um, about the loss of her son. And, and, you know, we're talking a few years ago, like this wasn't yesterday, like the son had passed, you know, I'd say 10 years ago um seven years ago like it wasn't a recent passing or anything um so you know it wasn't like um it was yesterday but anyway I ended up giving up on that one and um I wanted to use that as an example because it basically taught me because I don't believe that she was wrong I'm not saying she was wrong to you know complain or to say whatever she said but um what I wanted to say is that I took that on board and I used it as a teaching tool and I was like okay so in future I'm going to limit the amount of mediumship I do. I'm going to say no. I'm going to, you know, slow down. Um, I'm going to make sure people understand what I'm saying. Um, and that's basically what it made me do. And I've had other situations that have sort of done the same thing where I've, um, I've gone, all right, I need to, you know, slow down, reword things, um, you know, whatever. So that's what that sort of made me do. So I just tried to learn what I could from, you know, what she was saying. And I do know that I speak quickly, but a lot of the time that is because I'm channeling or I'm picking up messages and I just want to get it out before I kind of forget it. Um, and so that's, uh, that was a really big learning curve for me. Um, but yeah, just sort of wanted to start with that. It was, uh, not fun, Rebecca. Um, but I think it was definitely a, um, a necessary learning for me. And it did make me put in some probably parameters, uh, and some boundaries yeah. after that. Yeah. Which is important because I'm, you know, most of the time we have people when we're on the lives and, and, mm. um, what have you especially people that come in that are new and, and not sure how it It'll works, works. yeah they come to us and and a lot of them can be under a lot of stress and their interpretation is different to another's mm -hmm. um or they ask us to give them answers that they don't necessarily you know Ooh, answers that's a big that one. they want to hear not mm. necessarily what the message is that we've got coming through yes. So because they're so focused on what it is they want to hear um they're not listening to to what's coming through until later on and and i mean how many times does it happen where you will get some feedback later and go and that that thing you said like mm. at the time it didn't make any sense to me um i wanted to know this i wanted to know this but it was actually this and this is what we talk about on our podcast is you know things come in steps to us when we're as we're ready to take those steps, you can't just have everything sort of land in your lap at once. That's it. Imagine um, that. So sometimes there's smaller messages for people that that we need to to get through there. And you know, when somebody's grieving, it's it's really it's 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 heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's um it's tough too to to know exactly how to forward that message as well like trying to find the right words and as you said you're just trying to get it out before you forget or yeah. while you're you know you're sort of in the momentum of it so yeah it's um Tough one. It's interesting i guess with spirit spirituality the basics are important so um just for our listeners at home just going back to setting the intentions and protection calling in our guides or angels to give us direction that's supportive for our highest good and um, I know Michelle does this and I'm, because she taught me how to do it is calling in um, the highest good for, for the people we're reading for as well and the people that we're healing we're always asking for that for their highest good you know um, what do they need so to ensuring know, that we do from? yeah that's right so and, and ensuring that we do everything with love and good intentions so you've got the like attracts like we've been through this many times and if it doesn't feel good it probably isn't so being yourself in a good headspace um, and self-awareness and trusting your instincts is, you know, a huge confidence shake. It's self-doubt, self, self -doubt, which opens up us to fear as well because then we start to sort of panic and we get that sort of, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? Did I do that right? Or And you start to, you know, doubt yourself. So releasing the fear and having faith in yourself and your intuition is one of the biggest tools we can have. It really is. Sure yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. 
Fear is uh, fear is everything, and that's what holds us back and sometimes prevents us from uh, taking those little risks. And that is exactly what we're doing because, I mean, we're putting ourselves on the line. That's the thing, you know, when we're doing this um, or even a Facebook Live. Um, if we're doing readings, um, you know, one-on-one or Facebook Lives, it's like we, um, we're always taking risks. We're always putting ourselves out on a limb because we never know what's going to come back every single time. That's right. Yeah, we're going That's blind. Exactly right. We're going blind. Um, speaking of sensitive messages, I do um, read for a lot of children, as Beck knows, and a lot of families. And I've had some kids coming through to see me lately um, because there was a stabbing on the Sunshine Coast. So there was actually a boy schoolboy stabbed over a um, girl there was a sort of a bust up over a girl um, between a couple of guys and one of the kids one of the boys was stabbed to death and um, so I've been reading for some of his um, schoolmates and I guess I just wanted to touch on that here because again we're talking about sort of you know the deeper meanings and I guess delivering messages um, in a sensitive way and so um, there were some big concepts I guess coming out here and so when I'm reading for parents um, or children and their parents are there sometimes I'll just say look um there's an adult theme here or something and just indicate Mm. that I might just message you privately and that's not just the case with this particular situation because this is a a murder and obviously um you know someone was stabbed so it is um pretty full-on but just generally speaking if I've got kids in front of me um I refocus a lot of teenage girls and I might just occasionally say to the parent, look, um, I'd rather sort of not say this particular thing. I did have a specific case where I had a girl and she'd been seeing a guy. She was saying he was sort of running along behind the car or something. She was sort of seeing a guy running along behind the car. And I think she, the parents may be separate because um, she was uh, talking about two addresses, like two addresses she lives at. So I think maybe the parents are separate. And um, I sort of had a look at the energy and it felt like a suicide to me. So, um, and if you're listening to this and uh, it upsets you, then uh, Lifeline is 13, 11, 14. If you're sitting at home and, um, you know, you need someone to talk to um, or if this brings anything up for you. But uh, that came up and I just said to her, look, I, um, I, there's a couple of things here I don't want to talk about here. So I'll just message you if that's okay. And um, the young lady didn't sort of react or, you know, say anything or whinge about that um but that's what I felt like that gentleman had done so I um ended up sort of moving him on for the family and uh, they've said they haven't seen him since so that's been really good but I didn't feel like she needed to know all of the ins and outs and the details and you know what happened um so I just I felt like that wasn't necessary to say um so I did have to do a fair bit of vetting I guess with um the school friend you know the guy that had been sort of murdered um and that was just a really difficult one uh the parents were there so that was great um and they you know they supported you know the fact that the kids were coming along and wanting to do readings with me about this and I guess it's a way for them to chat to their friend you know one final time as well and uh get any sort of messages through personal messages and that was the one where um he said he was sitting in the back seat with her for a learners she was a girl that tested me that young girl um, she tested me and was like, oh, are you coming to my driving test? And he was like, and I was like, oh, I'm in someone's car and I'm, they're getting their learners and I'm sitting in the back seat. And she was floored. Like that just, that was so awesome for her. And so it was like a real, it was like a real good spin, you know, to put like such a sad situation and to have him sitting in the back seat and she's got the learner sticker there and everything. And she was like, I'm done. Like I'm sold. I'm on board life after death yeah. it's a thing um and so that was really really cool so I'm really glad that I did it but it does make me nervous whenever I go into readings like that I always get quite nervous because I think oh my gosh um you know you never want to say the uh, wrong thing especially because I've had those um you know unpleasant encounters it's um interesting the the messages that we can get through from um from spirit you know like the deeper meanings of the messages Mm. um so my step grandmother lived in Schumann my sister's biological grandmother um and at the time I was actually pregnant with my twins so this is going back a a while now because I'm Mm -hmm. old now um but while I was asleep one night Mm -hmm. I am old now in comparison (laughs) while I was asleep one night I had woken up and standing near the the door um, and I could see just to the to this, this side of me, the right side of me, just for those who can't see me pointing there, um, was my grandmother. And I remember asking grandma, what are you doing? And she spoke to me and she said, grandma's okay. And I said, are you sure? 
you know, and she said, yeah, grandma's okay. Okay, well, I felt calm and I closed my eyes and I then went back to sleep. The next morning I called my mum and I mentioned the dream and asked, well, you know, I'll call it a dream, um, but asked her if um, she'd heard anything about grandma, which at that point she hadn't, but she did say that my sister was stopping in at her place and she'd get her to call me so that I could tell her what, what I had experienced. So a little while later, my sister calls me. She's at mum's and she'd just gotten a call from her father. And he told her that grandma was in hospital, that she'd had a heart attack um, and that they thought it was best for, for her and us to, to come and see her in case, you know, she wasn't going to recover. And I asked my sister, I said, you know, has mum spoken to you? Did mum talk to you <laughs> this morning before you got this call or after this call? Um, and she said, no, but mum and I are going to visit and, you know, I shall come with them. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, grandma's okay. Um, I'll definitely go. And she, I said, but grandma is okay. And she's like, well, they don't know much yet. So she was in that sort of panic mm. sort of mode, which which comes in. And I asked her again, I said, look, has mum told you anything from when I spoke to mum earlier this morning? She said, no. And I said, okay. So I told her again that grandma was going to be okay. And I told her of my experience. And um, so anyway, we went down, we visited grandma. She was in the hospital. The family was all sort of, you know, we all went and had lunch at the, the pub because it's Tumut, you know, Tumut's that's where you go. little place. That's it. You go to the pub or KFC, I think they've got now. Oh. Um, so anyway, grandma, after some rest, was okay and she was released from the hospital several days later. Wow. But it was interesting for me that I had received that message pre-finding mm. um, pre out that everything had happened just to let me know that everything and I felt calm within myself because mm. there have been times where where things have come through um there was a car accident here and there was some young mm. people involved in that accident and and I had a lot of physical symptoms from that from that energy that was coming through like I was really had to ground myself and and cut the cords and and um what have you but I actually felt really calm even though it was a family member you know my grandmother yeah from you know um really interesting that that spirit can come through and, and be calming and give you yeah. that you know, so it was almost long. like a heads up it was almost like yeah. to kind of soften the blow reduce the shock because hearing that would be quite shocking especially for your sister yeah. would yeah. have been quite shocking but to be reassuring you and saying grandma's okay grandma's okay it's like I would have been kind of a bit worried because I'd have been like oh gosh um <laughs> You're like, you're in spirit, um, you know, what's happening. But well, obviously right. it was that's, just, yeah, obviously it was just, I, I don't want question. anyone to be worried. Yeah. 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 And that's why, you know, that's why I asked the question. I said, are, are you sure? You sure you're okay? She's like, grandma's okay. I'm like, okay. And I felt calm. I wasn't yeah. stressed or anything. I wasn't sort of, I didn't get the panic or any symptoms. Like sometimes mm. we feel. Mm. The know, physical and. The physical yeah. symptoms yeah. of it. Um, so yeah, it's just um, really. It's a grandma thing, though, isn't it? The it's grandma's grandma. always going to reassure and make you feel better. So yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's exactly that's right. So really interesting again, story. Yeah, and and like you know what was going on with that card before? It's about trusting yourself and your intuition, mm. um, taking a step back, feeling the emotions, feeling the signs, and you know making that time. Mm. Yeah, excellent point. Um, I did have a really interesting couple of situations. It was over a weekend back recently. And this is, um, I guess, about kind of, again, again, about delivering messages and things like that, but also, um, you know, that sort of deeper meaning um, behind what, you know, our loved ones are trying to tell us once they've crossed over. And I um, had in one weekend, I had a client develop COVID and she's got a real fear around anything health related. So she almost goes into shutdown mode if she gets sick um and I didn't know that I didn't know that about her but um I had uh her all of a sudden out of the blue message me and um she does mentorship with me on a regular basis and she sort of um it was on a weekend and this is where again I think that um you know boundaries and saying no and all of that are sort of it's a difficult one sometimes um to you know draw the line but I had um her reaching out and I didn't know she had this condition but she said that she had um COVID and she thought she was going to die and she wanted me to tell her you know um if she was going to survive or if she was going to go to the hospital whatever 
And um, I was sort of dealing with that. And then at the same time, I went to a triathlon because um, my husband had been in the Kralantra triathlon. So we thought we'll go out to Mooloolaba and just watch that one. It's a double. So everything's basically all the distances is, is double. It's a proper triathlon. So we went out there to watch that. And one of my um, clients, another client of mine, saw that I was there because I posted a photo on Facebook and she'd been waiting for her brother to cross the line and he never made it. And he actually collapsed. He ended up with um, severe, like severe heat stroke. And um, he was in hospital and she messaged me and she wanted to know if he was going to have any brain activity or if he was going to be brain dead. So I had a girl messaging me asking if she was going to die from COVID or end up in hospital. And then I had um, this other client message me and say, I want to know if my brother's going to be brain dead. And these aren't, these aren't obviously people who are saying, let me book a reading. These aren't, you know, I'm off the clock. Like this is a weekend. Um, I have one day off a week and that's a Sunday. And when I say one day, that's loosely because I do do teaching sometimes on a Sunday and things like that. But um, generally speaking, Sunday is my day off. So both of these messages have come through on a Sunday and I was pretty exhausted. Um, This is, you know, before I got COVID as well. But um, yeah, I was pretty run down and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I don't, I'm not God, you know, and I was just sort of thinking that to myself. And I said to the young lady, I said, are you with family, Um, you know, with the COVID situation, have you got someone to keep an eye on you? And um, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm with my family. My sister's sleeping in the same bed with me. And I said, well, that's great. And I said, get her to keep an eye on you. Um, And I said, obviously monitoring your fever and your whatever, whatever. But I didn't get into the spiritual side of it. Like I didn't do a reading for her. I didn't, you know, draw cards because I just didn't feel like it was appropriate. And I said, this is a health related thing. You just need to take care of yourself. And if you feel like you need to go to hospital, go to hospital. Like, you know, like I don't, that's all I felt like I could do um because I'm not God you know and uh with the other person I did help them out like I did tune in because it was quite a serious um situation and I said I never had any negative vibes around him not surviving it was very touch and go um his temperature was something like 39 degrees um they had suggested that they thought he might have had a seizure And I said, with the energy that I'm feeling around him, I said, I don't feel like he's had a seizure um, at this point, but um, certainly the temperature's too high. I said, basically he's cooked his brain. Um, There was a lot of inflammation. There was a lot of swelling um, in the brain and stuff like that. But I said, um, is an induced coma because he feels like he's in a coma? And she said, yeah, he is. So a lot of the stuff that I was picking up around him, she was able to confirm with me. Yeah. Um, which was really good. And, um, and I said, look, it's going to be a bit touch and go. It's going to be sort of, it may take a bit longer to bring him out. But I said, I feel like that they will be able to um, bring him out. I felt like they were, they were going to be able to bring him out and sort of see, you know, but I said, it feels like the brain activity is okay in there. Um, but he's done a lot of damage, like honestly, and he's got a, yeah. he's got a big healing process ahead and, and we'll have to relearn a few things and stuff like that. So I, she was quite satisfied with that and we just stayed on board together. And so she is a brother in spirit. So I was communicating with her brother in spirit and I said to her, Chick, he's not indicating that he's here to wait for, you know, the brother. He's not indicating he's ready to take him across because the difference is, and this is where you can tell from spirit what's going on. If I'm seeing the brother at the end of the bed, the deceased brother, if I'm seeing the deceased brother at the end of the bed, that's different for me. That's a sign that potentially loved ones are waiting to take the person. I wasn't seeing any of that. It was literally, I was visiting the hospital. I was at the end of the bed looking at him and I'm going, all right, this, 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 and checking all the vitals. And then I'd um, duck back out. So there was a very clear distinction for me, but I also have to tread very carefully the way that I say that and word that. Um, but I said, look, I'm optimistic. I feel really optimistic. And, um, uh, it was Wednesday when they brought him out and, um, and he's been fine ever since. So he came out of the coma. Um, he does have his brain activity. He is okay, but it did take them bringing him out, putting him straight back in, bringing him out, putting him straight back in. So they were trying and then they got to Wednesday night and, um, and that's when they brought him out and she sent she showed me a photo. They, um, sent me a video and a photo of him actually there talking to his family and communicating normally and the whole thing. So um, he's on a huge road to recovery, but he doesn't look after himself. Apparently he just wasn't taking very good care of himself in the lead up to that. And he didn't do a lot of training 
and he drinks and all of this and his body suffered, you know, and obviously alcohol is very dehydrating and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think this was a huge wake up call, but at no point did her brother sort of indicate that that was, um, that was a situation that, you know, there was going to be anything going on there. But the thing is in my, you know, and I just have to use my best judgment, you know, I was off the clock. Yes. But, you know, she is a regular of mine. She's done a lot of mentorship with me. I consider her a friend. She's come and visited me at Expos and things that I've done before as well. So I've met her physically. And, um, you know, for me, I was like, well, you know, it's pretty touch and go. Whereas the other girl, I felt like if I had have engaged with that, it would have been maybe pushing her into more of the phobia territory and the, do you know what I mean? Um, So I just had to be, yeah, I think, I feel like anything that I had said to her, even if it felt like it was a positive thing to me, could be misconstrued by her because she was in such a state of anxiety. And I really had to use my um, best judgment there. I had a guy um, contact me a a few days ago and wanted to know um, about his brother who he hadn't had. I mean, he he doesn't have a great relationship with him and hasn't had contact with him for ages, but Mm. um, that their mother was a bit worried and a few other family members hadn't heard from the brother and he was like, you know, what can you tell me about him? And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well. Did he book a reading or was he just talking to you? Well, he's, he's actually my sister's husband ah okay yeah Yeah, so so I don't know a lot about his family but um but he you know he just one of my sisters one of my sister's husband you know got five of them take a Mm. pick but um yeah and he was just like you know can you tell me this can you tell me this um you know what what can you tell me and I started just sort of I said look I'm just going to draw some cards I'm feeling this way and I was getting all these different symptoms and stuff coming through and I'm feeling this and I'm doing the cards and I'm like this 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 and this and this but what his actual question was when he said can you can you tell me what's going on here what he meant in his head was the question was is he still alive yeah that's what I was yeah that's what he yeah. was thinking, but I was just I was like, feeling. I'm in the energy, I'm feeling this and I'm this and the cards and this is the past and this is the present, this is, you know, uh, this, is, this is a warning, this is an early warning, he's got to look after his health, it's this, this and this and I can feel this and I can taste this and blah, 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 going through all these different things and said, and this is a big super warning, like wake-up call. Um, like a health-related thing? Like yeah, health, like a health-related yeah. thing and, and, you know, all these different aspects of his health and um but I didn't actually like I didn't connect that his mm. question was is he alive or dead to him? is he alive or dead mm. I was just doing these things and I said look and he goes okay he said well listening to what you've told me he said you're right with this you're right with this and confirmations here and there he said so from what you've told me I feel like he and this is what he said I feel like he's okay at the moment mm. Um, and I'm like, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, but mm. I just told you there's a big health warning. And, my, and, he, and, and then it clicked, it clicked in that, oh, okay, you wanted to know, you wanted me to say, is he alive or is he not? Yeah. I said, yeah, that's not something mm. I can tell you at this stage. Mm. I said, I can only tell you the information that I've been given. This yeah. is what I've been given. This is what I'm telling you. Um, I said, but it, it's not like, you know, those those movies where you have the crystal ball and you yeah. see the the skull and the this and the this all the yeah. dark omens yeah um I said it's it's not like that so it was it was mm. really quite eye-opening for him as well who he's quite sensitive mm-hmm. himself mm. um I also had done a clearing on their house so he thought maybe it was connected ah okay <laughs> so I had to go through and do a, a house clearing um which was which was pretty good Mm-hmm. took all my plates in with me this time and oh good very, idea very good yeah Becca's very talking good. about Tesla when she says plates we always assume people know what we're talking about but um yeah we're talking about Tesla I took my dishes over and <laughs> yeah my plates and I got wash, I put them in the dishwasher, dishwasher. it was wonderful <laughs> um here are my plates I brought all my dirty plates with me <laughs> that's funny um yeah you know I just I feel like um you know, what we have to be careful of is sort of a, um, a summary is yeah. that, you know, we're, we're kind of not God. And I feel like sometimes we have to be very careful, like Beck was just talking about then, is, um, you know, the way that we deliver messages and what we say. And I, I have got, have people who've 
been adopted, for example, um, who want to know if their um, biological parents are still alive. Uh, and I'll always do my best to kind of look for them, you know, to find them and see. And it can be, as Beck said, difficult, you know, to tell whether they are or aren't um, here. And, um, you know, we can only do our best and sort of give indications around, well, it feels like I'm doing higher awareness as opposed to, you know, mediumship. Um, and there are a couple of little distinctions there. And I mean, I guess one of the good examples, Beck, is um, when that little girl went missing from, was it WA, the little girl that went missing? Yeah. And then they yeah. found her with the Indigenous man. Um, and there was some people in our group that thought that she was definitely deceased. Um, all I saw was a male, and it was very, very dark, but all I saw was a male come into the tent and sort of grab her because I felt like I was lying in there and then someone reached and grabbed me and took me out. Um, so I didn't feel like she went out, which was one of the debates as to whether she could open the zip herself and go out. Um, but I do feel like someone actually reached and grabbed her and took her. Um, but I actually didn't connect with her in a mediumship way. Um, so I felt like she was still alive. Yeah. But, you know, it is scary reading all the reports and, you know, all the stories that are going around and it's easy to sort of fall into that whole thing. Um, but I wasn't working with the family and I don't know the family. So it's a bit of a different situation. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's probably a good example of, you know, every so often. And the other example was um, one of the ladies in our other mentorship group um, that Beck's not a part of. Um, she met the girlfriend of a guy who went missing um, and he had just sort of wandered off. He had some mental health issues, which I picked up when I sort of tuned into his energy. But it was just interesting because she said um, she's obviously friends with the, the girlfriend or she knows a girlfriend. She goes to the gym that she works at. So I had to be very careful. I, I was like, okay, I'll have a look at this. But I was thinking because we have contact with the people that we have to word this very carefully. So I had a look and I said to um, my client, um, my mentorship client, look, um, I feel like he's out of body. Um, is the best way that I can describe this. I said, I don't feel like I'm still in my body. Um, he definitely has mental health issues. And I felt like he had been under the influences and things because I felt very disembodied and very out of it and very confused. But I said, it's very dark where he is. And it was nighttime when I was connecting. But I said, I feel like I'm out of body. I'm not in my physical body. So whether he's deceased or whether he's um, high on something, it's really difficult to tell when someone's really yeah. on drugs or high or something, it's kind of the same. And it, like a coma or dementia, people come out of their body, even with comas. So, you know, with that lady's brother, I was like, mm, um, you know, I, I said to her, he's actually in and out. So that's a good thing. Like I could feel yeah. he was going back in, but this guy was just out of his body. He wasn't in his body at all. And they ended up finding him dead. So they found him, um, oh, I'd say like an hour later after I said that. Um, they found his body in a park. So, but I was very, very careful because I knew that she was talking to the girlfriend and I didn't want yeah. to say anything super offensive. Um, but that's a difficult one. When they're on drugs and things like that, it's really hard exactly. to say definitively that they are. Exactly. You know? And like like you said before, you were, um, when you you saw one of the, the, the that 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 um, the sister and the brother, mm. the one that had the heat stroke, you saw mm. the other brother standing there at the mm. foot of the bed, um, which you know was was a different signal for you yeah. as far as how you we have our but then when I, I saw grandma standing mm. there, you know, yeah, um, it. so it wasn't a case of it was it was her higher self mm. coming in as opposed yeah. to yeah. But to give you a heads having, up. That's right. But then having said that, I mean, that could have been, it could have been, she may very well have um, left her body and, and sort of had to be that's revived or yeah. resuscitated or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But my other grandmother, my great, great grandmother, who I never actually met, she was in a horrific car accident when I was a child, um, other mum came and when I was 16 and was at my bedroom door. And I knew mm. she was deceased. So yeah, that's that's very, see that's the knowing. Very sort that's of the knowing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a really good example, Beck, because um, but I only knew because I she died before I was born. Oh, so was, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah, but sometimes but it was the same. Yeah. yeah, sometimes people will, and there is that real distinct feeling of not knowing that they're dead, but having them mm. visit. And then you go, oh, you're not alive anymore. There is that, like, spirit does give you that kind of inner knowing. Um, That's right. 
but you know, it's always nerve wracking. And when you don't know the person, when you're just visiting and you're like, oh, this is someone's partner um, and you don't actually know them, then that's, that's a different thing. And I haven't met this girl's brother, like the one that was in the coma, I haven't met him, but he's a skeptic. So when I read for the other brother, the other brother came through a mediumship yeah. and he was the one with the Eminem song where they were doing the Eminem yeah. thing and all of that. And, and the brother was still going, oh, I don't really believe, you know, like I'm sitting there going, I don't know you guys from any, you know, I don't know you. I've messaged out of the blue going, I'm listening to this particular Eminem song and this, 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 and I've got my drink and everything else. And, and they're like, oh my God. Kasha was like, she was like, that rocks yeah. my world. But he was still going, the other brother that's just, you know, been in a coma, he's going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said to, you know, her, I was like, you know what, I feel like maybe this is a um, the brother, the other brother reaching out going, mate, you need to start looking after yourself. Like you actually need to start taking care of yourself. Similar to your situation there with the two brothers. Yeah. He's asking about his brother being yeah. alive. Um, it's like, this is a wake-up call. I feel like this is a wake-up call for the brother that was in the coma. Because it's like, it's great that you wanted to do this thing, but if you're not looking after yourself and you push yourself, and obviously he wasn't listening to his body because he literally nearly killed him. He nearly put himself into a grave. Like that's next level to not have walked off the track and gone, I'm done. You know, yeah. I, I actually physically can't do this thing. He pushed himself and pushed himself. So for me, that's a wake up call. For me, that was a second chance. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. But in the moment, you're still going, oh, oh, you know, like I don't know if I want to say too much about this whole, you know, situation because it's still situation. And that's where we have to come in and ask, you know, clarifying questions as well. Yeah. Um, while we're we're there, so we'll be mm. asking questions. Like we'll just be talking. You know, am I feeling this? Is this? What's this? What's this? Mm. I'm feeling mm. this, or and what have you? And 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 we kind of look like we're. Nuts as yeah. nuts, sitting here yeah. talking to ourselves. And people standing in front of us, sitting in front of us, going, "Yeah, what's 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 happening yeah, here?" Completely. Um, but that's what it is. It's clarifying different things. Like with Grandma, I said, "Are you sure?" She's like, "Grandma's okay." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yes, I'm okay." Mm. And I mm. felt I didn't feel like anything untoward had happened to her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting, really isn't really Yeah, bizarre. yeah, great chat, bit. Um, yeah. now next time we come back together, I was just having a look. It looks like we're going to be talking about making space for the new Rebecca. So this is appropriate because you were just talking about rearranging and making things clean and getting all the mess out and having the mess kind of there, but like a clean mess kind of situation. Gosh. Um, oh my gosh. So this, this could be relevant. This could be relevant, Rebecca. Yes, I think so. I think so. And but I'm always doing that. Mm. I clean up my mess and I, I seem to make a bigger mess trying Put to put a mess somewhere up. else in yeah. the house. Yeah. 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 I totally <laughs> I was I like in the to fridge. Do is move it out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the next step. That's the next we're getting there. Um definitely. We're getting definitely. there. Or we just have a big garage sale. I did see a lady, I was reading for a lady the other day and I was like, Oh, and I said, um, are we doing like a merchandise? Maybe we're doing merchandise or something like selling things online or something. Um, but I was like, it's all kids clothes. It looks like kids clothes. And she cracked up. She thought it was so funny um, because it wasn't her business. I was like, is this your job or something? And, um, and she's like, no, she said, I actually just cleaned out all the kids stuff, like the stuff they don't fit into anymore. And I've got it all in piles and I'm ready to like put it on like Gumtree or whatever they use these days, marketplace <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and I was like, oh, great moneymaker. Cause I was like writing dollar signs. I'm like, you can make money out of this. And she's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So she's, um, she's going to sell all this stuff online. So I was like, oh, that's great. But it's funny when you're like looking through, you know, here, cause you're like, oh, what is this? What is this? I don't understand. Um, and you can't always make sense of it, but yeah, that was really cool. That's she right. great. And I think it's interesting too, just on that, when you clear out a space, in your in your house or your environment whatever yeah um it's amazing that even just tidying up that little space which we'll get into in our next episode but clearing mm. out that little space so many things like the flow that comes through the the, the oh it's um you know just it changes your whole mindset changes your whole mindset and then you've got the like attracts like and everything else so you know you'd be sitting there and mentally you're clearing out this. I mean, physically you're clearing out this stuff, but mentally yeah. you're also doing a clearing process with it. 
and Correct. and making the space but we'll go into that next session otherwise I'm episode. that's it yeah the physical is the mental <laughs> it transfers into physical the mental that's mental. awesome yay thanks Beck. thanks michelle great chat and i'll chat to you next week absolutely absolutely